Hey, thank you for tuning in the Inquisitive Minds podcast. I'm your host as usual, Johnny Smith. With me today, uh, my guest is a young stand-up comic who has been doing quite a bit. Uh, I like his innovative spirit and his proprietary movements. He's recently uh, big words secured a venue uh, for not just stand-up but also um, recording sessions, studio time, things of that nature, performance. Uh, he is running a class, te- doing some teaching right now mm-hmm. uh, for stand-ups, as well as, uh, I'm sure, a few other things. Uh, welcome to the program, Izzy For Real. Oh, thank you, thank you. Oh, hold your applause, hold your applause. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> how you doing, Johnny? I'm doing good, man. Better than I, I deserve to be, is, is the honest answer. That's a, that's a dope answer. You didn't announce Scoot, though. And... So I, I didn't realize our program was going to be with someone who's a little sped today. Uh, so welcome to the program. Scoot as well, I'm, I'm guessing. Thank you. Thank you. That's a finger monkey. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's just a monkey. Why do we have to be racist? All right. Let's go blue for a minute. <laughs> let's go blue for a minute. Uh, finger monkey. Usually uh, you're trying to finger the monkey. Mm. Boom. Mm. Shout out to Joey Diaz. Uh, <laughs> so Izzy. How long you been doing stand up? Let's jump right into this. Um, without COVID, five. No, no. With COVID. everything. Ooh, yeah, with with COVID, then five years. You know what I mean? Five. So with five. and without COVID, it's five uh, years. We know without COVID, it'd be four. You know what I'm saying? With COVID, it'd be five. So, you're the thing about you that I've noticed is you're extremely charismatic, uh, especially when you get on stage. Did you do any type of performance art before you started stand-up? Uh-uh. I just jumped right in. <coughs> you know, when you're a weirdo, it just kind of, like, fits, you know? Who else comes to a podcast with a finger monkey? Sorry. That's the monkey. I'm sorry. Sorry, Scoot. Well, you were uh, you were a chubby kid? Mm-hmm. Fat boy. Now, did you lose weight because you went to the service, or did you lose weight beforehand? Oh, service. Definitely service. Service. Uh-huh. Joined when you were, what, 18, 17? Mm, well, yeah, 18. Well, just turned 18. Okay. Because my birthday's in August. Okay. And that's what took the weight off, and you just kept it off? Uh-huh. Not to, like, focus on that, but I, I see you post pictures of your childhood. Yeah. And you're like, look at this little fat weirdo. And I'm like, oh, man, Izzy looks so different back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just kept it off. You know, cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> nah, you know, just you know, drinking and eating right, and then cutting certain foods out of my diet. You can't say cocaine is a hell of a drug and expect not people to not believe you, because I've seen you hang out with Sam quite a bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom! I'm telling on you, Johnny. I'm Shout just letting you know. Sam. I have nothing to do with that statement. Hey. <laughs> if that's the worst thing I say on this episode today, we'll be good to go. Uh, yeah, that's the worst thing, but I, it's not. We're gonna we're gonna get real. Oh no, it's not. So, how long did you uh, spend in the service? Uh, it was like a year, but it was like more of like two, two and a half months of actual training, and then I got kicked out. Well, uh, well, dis- uh, not dishonorably <laughs> discharged. I got a general discharge, which means like failure to conform. But and it's not looked at as negatively. Yeah, it's just okay. like it's just like you didn't make it, pussy. You know. But okay, what I, what what did you get kicked out for actually? Johnny, you know why I got kicked no, out. No, I don't know what you got you know kicked out. You know why I got kicked out. Was it you was, maybe tell the people why yeah, I got kicked out? Yeah, I do. It's for fucking candy. <laughs> I got kicked out for selling candy. Not drug candy, actual candy. It was uh I was it was around the time where like basic, so what's it call it? You can't have 
certain items like phones and certain reading materials, candy and tobacco and shit like that. That's all considered contraband. You know what I mean? So uh, because of that, uh, I didn't know that sugar was that addictive to people. Sugar is a very addictive thing. Sugar. If you take sugar away from the average adult, he might start scratching his neck. Yeah, they go, yeah. they go, they go crazy. Sugar's highly addictive. Highly, highly. You know, it was like a test uh, done like between cocaine, like with a rat or whatever. It was like between cocaine and like an Oreo, and it chose the Oreo. Fat rats, man. We got to do something about this. Yeah, and it was giving it cocaine beforehand, though. You know what I mean? So, so he knew what the cocaine. What he knew what the coke was, and he was just like, you know what? Fuck that. Sugar is gonna give me a better rush, baby. You know All right. Mean? That's but, yeah. So uh, I turned into like Al Capone of candy. The Al Capone of candy. Yeah, Al Capone. Okay. You know, what kind of candy face, were you selling? Skittles, Twix. Things and such. Actual, so, you know, because when you said you were selling candy, I always think of like individual pieces, like a wrapped up Jolly Rancher mm-hmm. or a sucker no, or some shit like that. That would have been even doper. That's you know, that's if I'd have stayed in long enough, I'd have probably you know rose prices like that created a, a demand. I remember in middle school there was a kid who got in trouble for selling. You remember those suckers that were shaped like a watermelon wedge, and had like crazy flavors. Uh huh. He yep. was selling those, and they they got him. Yeah. So. God He's damn. off the streets, folks. Those narcs. No, nah, yeah, man, candy. I made a lot of money off of candy, I'm not going to lie to you. And then when I finally got caught selling candy, like, I had to call my mom. Because like, when you get kicked out of the United States military, you got to either call your spouse, significant other, or your parent, a legal guardian. And I wasn't married at the time because I was fucking 18. So, <laughs> so I had to call my mom, tell my mom that I was in possession of contraband. And you know how that... Is that supposed to be like a shame thing? Uh, uh, Nick. Like yeah, they do it to shame you? I guess so. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's like, you know, you know what? You failed, pussy. Go tell everybody you fucking failed. <laughs> but, you know, it was it turned out for the best. How old are you, Izzy? Huh? I'm only 25. So being seven, six and a half, six years removed from that, mm-hmm. how do you feel about it now reflecting back? Um, I wouldn't... I liked it, but I wouldn't go back. Like I liked the military because it, you know, it appeased my ADHD, mm-hmm. it gave me like something to do and the structure. But like now that I gave gave myself that, I wouldn't go back. If I wasn't doing anything, I probably because it was a general discharge. So I, I after I think it was like six months to a year, I was able to reapply and go back. You know, fill some waivers out, try again. Mm-hmm. But, but then by that time, I grew dreadlocks, smoked some weed, and you know, started comedy. So Ricky like, Williams, I get it. Yeah, I was like, fuck that. Um, yeah. Gave up a pro football career. I dig it. I stand by it. Um, so you started around 20? Mm-hmm. Where was your first uh, first mic or first venture into stand-up? Uh, it was the Pittsburgh Improv. Okay. Yeah. I seen Eric doing it, Nesby. Yeah. Eric Nesby. Shout yeah. out to Eric. Yeah, he's my he's my like actual blood cousin, him and Sean Parker. Um, and with... They were like, like he was on on set and he posted it on Facebook and I'm like, dude, how the fuck did you do that? Because I, you know, I wanted to do that too. And he was like, oh yeah, just hit up T Robe and send this email to this email address and that blah blah blah. And then I did it. I went up there. It was like okay for like the first minute and a half, 
and then after that, I ate shit the rest of the time. And <laughs> it was fun. These these like black church ladies threw me off my game, you know, because like at first I was funny, and they were like, "Oh yeah, go ahead." But you ever heard like a black lady in- encourage you? Go ahead, baby. Go mm-hmm, ahead. Mm-hmm. You do that. And then I cursed like right afterwards, and it was like, "Ooh, baby," <laughs> and like, "Ooh, like and yeah." Then, and then when they did that, it just like threw me the fuck off. Like, I'm like, "Uh oh, I can't say bitches." And then and then people laughed again, and I was like, "That wasn't the joke." And then after that, from that point, it was like. Mm. Plague me. Now I knew um, you were cousins with Sean. I mm-hmm. did not know you were cousins with Eric. Mm-hmm. Eric is my cousin from my dad's side, and Sean is my cousin from my mom's side. Okay, that's that's awesome. Shout out to both of them, Eric yeah. Nesby and uh, Sean the Real Parker. Uh huh. Look, see now we uh we it's like a little line of comedians. You know what I mean? Like I'm like the bridge. I'm like the love child because Eric's on one side and Sean's on the other side in the middle. Oh, so you're like yeah. the the combination? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Both sides of the family. Uh huh. All my cousins suck. Yeah, so do mine. They, so none of them listen. <laughs> none of them support me. None of them listen to any of this. So, go fuck yourselves, all of you. All of them. All of them. Every last one of you. Whatever. If you're Just related sure to you me, go fuck yourself. Go get you a finger monkey and stick it up your ass. Or you can go out and try and finger a monkey. You know, things could be better. I mean, if you try to finger that monkey, don't expect to not rip your face off. See, seen on Oprah that they ripped off the monkey ripped off her face for much less. This is something interesting to get in. I think monkeys are being uh, used differently uh, in my language and yours at the moment because I'm talking about a vagina. <coughs> I was talking about an actual monkey. I see that. I didn't. Um, I would not try and finger an actual monkey. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it, I, it's, it's interesting because, like, when monkeys attack, I guess, especially uh, chimps. Mm-hmm. Like they go for vulnerable parts, like they go for your genitals and like your hands and shit, and, like just try and fuck you up. Yeah, they're pretty vicious. Like monkeys will rip off your dick. Yeah, I know. Go ahead and try to fuck that monkey if you want to. That you know, mon- you know how you don't get your 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 dick ripped off by a monkey. Huh. You have to know the art of seduction. Yeah, just give it a, a banana. Like, yeah, you like that banana. Well, when they see me, they see an albino gorilla, and I'm like, they're like, oh, we're not gonna mess with him. I mean, but there's a chance that the monkey's going to try to fuck you. No, 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 no. No, no. I, they're just letting me sit, eating my uh, greens, I guess. I don't know. Monkeys are cannibals, too. Yeah. They hunt, they hunt and kill other primates. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I've seen a, a video of monkeys eating other monkeys because... I hate to were, sound bloodthirsty, but I thought that video was really cool. You seen it? Yes. When it ate the baby monkey? Yes. And, like, oh, ripping it apart man. and eating it while it was alive, even? Oh, man. So, yeah, like nature is wild. But. I was like, damn, I didn't know monkeys go this hard. I, I thought monkeys were so adorable. And then and they hunt in groups. Yeah, and then they were, you know, like a pack. They was fighting. They was getting in. That baby monkey didn't have a chance. No. And I usually root for the predators. Like, that's part of one of my jokes. I don't think it was a baby monkey, actually. I think it was just a smaller breed of monkey. And either way, it was a very cute monkey that they ate. Yeah. It, I had to, like, look away for a second. Not to focus too much on monkeys, but, the, like, I've always wanted one of those little... Um, Small ones just sit on your shoulder? Yeah, shit. like an organ grinder monkey. I'm sorry, I can't... The monkey people out there, I don't know the name of the monkey. Uh-huh. Uh, but I always wanted one of those. Me too. I, I actually... Because I have scoliosis once. I didn't know that. Oh, I said once. I, <laughs> I had a scoliosis. Uh, I uh, tried to apply for a helper monkey. But, you know, you have to be a certain age to do that. Uh, and you have to be a certain amount of fucked up. I tried to lie, but, you know, didn't they have to confirm things? I didn't know you had scoliosis. Yeah, I didn't either. So is that the I curvature of the spine? Uh-huh. I didn't either until I made a joke about my brother having it. 
and then like I went to the doctors one time. Does then, your brother actually have it? Yeah, you know, yeah. I, we, we both have it. <laughs> but I thought he was just the only one, you know. So I made a joke calling him a crooked back bitch. And then one day I went to the hospital, you know, just get a regular checkup type shit. She was like, oh, you have scoliosis. I was like, no, 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 no. My brother has scoliosis. She was like, no, you do too. I was like, God damn, I'm a crooked back bitch also. <laughs> it's just crooked back family. It's just Now, does that hinder you at all? I don't know much about scoliosis. It's not necessarily a hindrance. It's, it's more of an annoyance because like, it's not bad, bad. Like, my brother, like, his was bad at a point. Does so, it cause pain? Or? Yeah. Okay. So sometimes I wake up and be like, oh, my back hurt. Like, my back to my hip, it's like, mm, it's like, I'm all left hand side. It's kind of weird. But, like, you know, stretching makes it feel better. You know, stretch every morning. Try to eat right. Okay. Take care of myself. Okay. Now, when you first went on stage, the first minute was good. Mm-hmm. Next couple minutes were not as good. The shit eating. Um. Go back the next day. When how 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 do you get in? Because I know once a lot of us start and it's a gradual, you know, mm. dip our toe in and then jump in. What so, was your process like? Uh, well, I was twenty. Like I was like just turned twenty around that time, so I was calling around to the mics and things like because I was like just searching like where else could I do it other than the improv? Because you know the improv was every it was like once a month, mm-hmm. so I was doing that for a little bit, and then um, I was calling around the mics. And seeing if I can go, they're like, no, you got to be 21. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. But then I'm like, I'm a big guy. No, I'm not big, big, but I'm taller. So I was like, you know what? I can just tell them I'm 21. Yeah. You know, good black don't crack. I was going to, you know, I was going to rock with that situation. Then I get there, and Lorenzo DeSilvio is there, and he's younger than I am. And I'm like, oh, these bastards lie to me. And he still looks like a little baby. Yeah. He still looks premature. I love Lorenzo. Yeah, I do too. He definitely looks like an adolescent. Just yeah, like a... Lorenzo looks very young. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I've seen younger people like, uh, what's it, Elijah Groves. Yeah, I think he's 18 or 19. Yeah, he's a young, young guy. He's back in college now, but he was coming out. Um, mm-hmm. he, shout out to his whole family because his mom would come and everything. Yeah, he um, had a show out in New Canaan. It was it was dope. He put me on a show out there in New Canaan, me and Brittany, and then a couple other people from different places. Ricky Smooth was there, you know. That was that was that was a fun time. Um, You're not gonna bait me. Yeah, I am. You're not gonna bait me. So, uh, Ricky. Um, Ricky. <laughs> oh my gosh! We're keep, in a, keep saying his name and throwing kisses out there. You're gonna get the worst gonna... candy man you ever seen. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to want that here. What's it called? One time we're in a group chat, right, Todd? We're in a group chat, and it's a group chat. <laughs> it's a group chat. Um, Is it a group chat I'm in as well? It was. It oh, was, God. It was It was a group chat. I feel like I know this story. I think I, I said horrible <laughs> things. Oh, my goodness. It was terrible. It was a terrible. Uh, you know, it was started out as innocent, you know, ripping, because it was for the roast battle. It so, was a roast group chat, yes. so I go for the throat. So everybody's just, you know, they're 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 hacking at each other. <laughs> and Ricky decides to chime in, which was one of the worst decisions he could ever make. <laughs> he he really should have just sat one this one on the sidelines and watched. But no, he jumps in. He jumps in and now everybody's, you know, they're going at Ricky. But one at one at another. And you know, Ricky's kind of he's a cool guy, but he's an easy, easy target. target. He's an yeah. easy but easy target. You know, there's there's like a hundred things you can think of within like a second when you look at Ricky. You know, so everybody's they're they're going in, and 
Johnny's like, oh yeah, something, something. You look like you have uh, HIV or something, <laughs> right? And it's like we're like, damn, that's fucked. And then like it got even more fucked because he texts back. He's like, yeah, I have that. So I'm like, whoa, no, Ricky, it was a joke. You could have, <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell anybody. I deal with this shit every year. And I'm like, oh no, Ricky, stop. And he was just little as he knows that nobody gives a fuck. So everybody's just loading up more ammo for each thing that he's saying. And then, like, I put me and uh me and Trevor were trying our hardest, and it is that's how you know it's bad when Trevor Austin's trying to make everybody more PC. Well, that's how I met Ricky. I'm 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 doing a show at uh with Janelle, mm-hmm. top of tees. Mm-hmm. Me, Trevor Austin, and Sean Parker outside. Ricky comes up, introduces himself. Uh, hey, Ricky Smooth, how you doing? Or, or oh, hey, Rick, how are you doing? I'm Johnny. Uh, just got diagnosed with HIV, so I'm kind of dealing with that. Like, you don't lead out <laughs> with that and then come in a roast chat and then assume you can say anything to me without me bringing that up. <laughs> Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your one-stop shop for all things strange and unusual, Talking with Shadows, the conversation everyone has but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Whaley. And Marcus D. Now come along with us as we explore the most obscure things our universe has to offer. We specialize in helping people make sense of the most bizarre phenomenon you'll ever come across. You'll get all the great topics such as UFOs, cryptids, and psychic phenomenon, but also some stories that are so spectacular they scare people to believe that they're true. Now take a seat and welcome to the One Candle Society. But always remember... Keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. I didn't know. And I'm pretty sure a lot of other people didn't know. He could have let that, and even when you brought it up, he could have let it just be thought of. Bro, he didn't have joke. to cop to it. Like, give us a date. Yeah. This, like, like this. He's, yeah, he gave every, he gave the rest of it. He was like, yep, I've been doing He gave, like, his sober date. But, like, <laughs> this is my HIV date. Uh-huh. Got it. <laughs> Was it called September something something 2016? And we were like, I'm like, Ricky, stop it. I had to post them the gif in there, like, the Ricky, because <laughs> <laughs> it got bad. It no, got bad. Uh, shout out to Ricky. Yeah, he's, I, I got no issue guy. with Ricky. <laughs> great guy. I don't know what happened, and I'm pretty sure I don't want to know, but. Yeah. With with what? With the HIV? Yeah. Well, there's only a couple of ways. I mean, I know, but there's a couple of ways. <laughs> there's a couple of ways that yeah, you can think of. Very extreme, yeah. opposite ends of the yeah. spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop this part before <laughs> I get canceled. I'm uh, saying some crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. I have nothing to do with these past statements. <laughs> yeah, so you, so you start going out to these mics. You're feeling it. When do you get booked on your first show? Do you remember that? Hmm. No, I do not. I don't remember, but like I know that like my first year doing it, I got more love than I got until like this year. It wasn't back until like this year, like late last year, did like people start showing me the same love that they showed when I first started. Because you know when I first started, it was like, oh, this new guy, and he's really fucking funny. And then you know when you're new, you can bring a shit ton of people because you're mm-hmm. new, so everybody wants to be like, oh yeah, let's see what he's doing. So. I, I had a lot of people use that aspect of it more than just me. Oh, let's book good. him on a show because he's going to bring 30 yeah, people yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but but I was also what was easy about it is that I was also funny. So it was like, okay, we can do that. He won't fuck up the show and still bring thirty. Mm-hmm. So, and then either um, you know I got more accustomed, it slowed down a little bit, and then I started noticing that like you know fuck it, let's throw my own, you know. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like I got that. Like I don't I don't really produce much uh, as far as stand up shows right now. Got a lot going on, mm-hmm. but like that was my thought too about. I don't know, eight, nine months in, I was like, well, I can fucking, by my own, I could do these myself. Yeah, especially compared to some of the ones that are already, you know, that people are throwing, pretty shitty. No shade at the scene <laughs> in general, but there's a lot of incidents where you don't go to a shit. comedy show and you look at it and it motivates you because you think, if this is what they're doing, I can do this too. Mm-hmm. It's not like when you go see a professional, you're like, damn. Never be like that. You see, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these cats out here like, oh, I can fucking do that. Mm-hmm. I've seen people book shows and book their, like, friends, and then that show eats dick. And then you're like, oh, dude, you, your lineup was trash. You didn't you didn't have any diversity with the style of comedy. You don't have to have too much diversity with the people, but, you know, that helps also. Yeah. Because it, it helps with, even if they're the same style, they have different perspectives. But I feel like a common mistake a lot of us make early on booking is like just booking on friends, mm-hmm. which is understandable. You know, yeah. you want your people to get on. I wish I could have beat this into my head two years ago. Mm-hmm. That's not the way. It's not. It's not the way to have a good show. Unless all your friends are right. fucking hilarious. Right. Which is which is good for me because, you know, I got Sam is like my best friend. Samantha Bennett, And then what's it called? Sean is my cousin and also real close. And then Eric's there. So, you know, that's a, that's a nice solid three, you know. So, like, I feel you. I, I run like, with a tight four. Yeah, you know. tight four. Yeah. Cox, Purse, uh, O'Rourke. Yeah, yeah, that's another. Yeah. That's, that's a, a good show. Yeah. And it's diverse. It's diverse as like fuck. The, you guys are like the Celtics. Yeah. You know? And we're like. We're like oh, oh, we're the Celtics? Yeah, yeah. Why? I got to be the Celtics. I mean, the Celtics were a good team. I, they yeah, were. I can't yeah, yeah. argue that. It wasn't like I gave you the Knicks. I, but, but I. I uh, relate more to the to the, uh, to the Lakers. Um, but Bro, Lakers check me fan. out. Check me out. Magic John Smith. Boom. Uh, uh, point guard for spare tire. Izzy Bryant. See, a very large point guard. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm, no, I'm probably point guard. So Izzy Bryant? Was, yeah, Izzy Bryant. That's what I'm saying, man. Like Izzy Bird. Mm. Izzy McHale. Nope. Uh. <laughs> You're the <laughs> No. Fuck it. I'll be Dennis Rodman. Yeah, cool. I'll be all over. That's all right. Call me the worm. Mm. Um, You know, I thought about paying that. Uh, what's that? Service where you can get them to talk to you, like Vimeo or v- Cameo. Cameo, Cameo, where you can like pay a celebrity and they'll like do a shout out video for you or whatever. There's different prices for different levels of celebrity. Mm-hmm. Thought about paying um, Dennis Rodman just to be like, "Hey, this is Dennis Rodman, the Worm. You're listening to the Inquisitive Minds pod," and just putting that like before every episode started. Yeah, that would be hard. I would do it. I yeah. would do it. He's like he when I checked, and it could be different now. He was like nine hundred dollars though. I mean that's not too bad. Uh, it's high. Yeah, but I could have got Dog the Bounty Hunter for like two hundred and twenty. I don't even know who that is. Though. Dog the Bounty Hunter? No. Oh. Is that the white guy with the mullet? He is the last savior for white people. Is he? And yes, yes. Oh man, that is that is our only hope in this world. I'm not white. It's it's him. <laughs> so, I'm talking about white people. I represent white people if I'm white, dude. Yeah, but I it's either him it. or Joe Biden. I don't like our chances. Uh, if Joe Biden is is you guys' last hope, you guys are fucked. 
Thanks, Jabad. Gas. If you guys fucking singing gas now, now I hate that. That's yeah. Just I drive for a living. I, I know about gas. Shit. I drive for a fucking living. This shit sucks. Like I swear to God, it was just like a dollar something. How the fuck? It was like right before he came in. It was like maybe like two something. Yeah, I think it was around two forty. Yeah, at, in, right in PA. before he came in. But like at, at one point, the shit was like a dollar. Like what? Thirty five dollars, sixty five. Seven, you know what I mean? You remember when, when it did go down? It, it touched like dollars or something, dude. That was like, damn. But that was like COVID time, too. COVID helped it. You know? Oh, you know what? Driving during COVID was amazing. Yes. I loved it. You could travel the world. With the it was just me and the cops outside. Uh-huh. And they didn't bother me because they were like, oh, he's driving for Lyft. Yeah. I didn't even have that. They just didn't bother you because I'll start coughing. I swear to God. I'll start coughing. I like I might poke myself in the eye a little real quick just so I can start you know have a red eye cry a little bit and then I can oh go. you need help having a red eye Izzy yeah. never heard that before <laughs> no I know <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no I'll, I'll just act real like the outbreak monkey like <laughs> so tell me about your classes classes uh they're pretty dope uh, where where are they at Level Up Studios Level Up Studios and that's in Lawrenceville Greenville Bloomfield type shit. Okay. I don't know where the fuck I just said, but look up Level Up Studios. Yeah, just guys. look up Level Up Studios. That's how you find it. I think it's Bloomfield. I don't, I think so, but it's like on the borderline of like East Liberty. And are, are you and like Sam the only instructors? Yes, but sometimes we have special guests come in, and they like you know they'll they'll cover a different aspect, bring like a different thing to the table. Like we brought Jason uh, Clark in from Arcade. You know, he's the GM of Arcade. Mm-hmm. Just to tell people, you know, the students, like, what what they're looking for, like, out of comics that want to be, you know what I mean, that they'll get booked or they'll schedule at the Arcade because, you know, that's, like, the second biggest club in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, that's what you ultimately kind of want to do is get inside of those bigger clubs, like the Improv and things like that. I want to talk to uh, the Improv GM, see if he can get in here, but the Improv GM, he, he just, Good luck. Yeah, I, 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 he's okay. That's what I'm gonna say. He's okay. He's an okay guy. Sometimes, you know, he gives like a, a cold shoulder type thing. But it's like, you know, well, he, he might just be busy. Uh, but like I said, man, good luck. Yeah, Paul. Paul is different. His name is Paul. Everybody say hi to Paul. Tell Paul that I said good things about him. He's hey, a, Paul. He's we're, a, the inquisitive minds likes you, and uh, we're saying good things about you. Yes, we're just eating dick right now, Paul. That's all it. <laughs> So I, I want to dive deep though into your into your class here. Okay. So um, the way I break it down, like, cause I I I, ha- I do have like a kind of like a curriculum. It's not just like all bullshit or anything like that. We do have like exercises where we do bullshit, but it's um, we break it down into like character develop. It's it's three parts, but there's two like sides to two of the parts. Like for instance, Sam teaches like the improving crowd work type of uh, part of the class. You know what I mean? Where th- those kind of things play in hand in hand of just improving off the top of the dome and then crowd work because both of them you have to kind of be quick on, on your feet with. Mm-hmm. So that's what she, that's her part of the class. And the mind's is like uh, character development and stage presence because you know now that's another part of the uh, class. Like you know they're pretty close knitted. And then um, the just writing because you have to write. Um, no matter how no matter how good you are with off your head, eventually. Some, cause some crowds really want structured jokes. They like, they like to set it up and knock it down. Set it up, knock it down. So writing also makes me a more polished comedian. You know what I mean? You can be a uh, like Sam. Sam's awesome. 
she's awesome at every aspect of it but uh she's awesome at more at improving and crowd work that's her like that's her niche mm-hmm. so that's what she can work off of but what sometimes happens is some people not saying Sam in particular but some people when they're doing their uh improving or whatever they can't do writing you know so that improving thing I don't mean to interrupt you Izzy it just this popped into my head and I'm sorry guys I try and be transparent I've never heard uh you use such a calm, even-keeled voice. It's, it's never, every time I see Izzy, it's always some outlandish shit. But keep going. I'm sorry. It just, it, th- it threw me for a loop as I'm sitting here listening to you. Serious mode. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, yeah, so, um, yeah, uh, the, for instance, like the character development and, and, and uh, what's to call it, uh, stage presence class is more of, helping people find because everybody has that character you know that they're on there like when you describe your favorite comedian you describe his characteristics like oh if somebody doesn't know like oh yeah chris tucker the the tall skinny black guy mm-hmm. has a high-pitched voice he, he you know what i mean says man a lot and so you'll 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 describe that character so having that character down packed is something that I feel like, like right now, like you said, I have an even kill voice. That's a, that's a normally how I talk when I'm around other people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when I'm in the scene and things like that, and like when I'm doing business, yes, I give I give the serious. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Real calm and stuff. But when uh, I'm in the scene and stuff, because that's who my character is. That's who I. That's who I go. It's not necessarily a fake version of me. It's just a more emphasized on certain characteristics of me. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's what I try to teach the, the students. Like, you know, build that character to be true to you, but have that character something that people can pick out. Like, oh, yeah, that guy, I like that guy because of this part of him. And mm-hmm. I like the way you do that. And then the stage presence is just, you know, com- uh, commanding the stage with it, like holding it down, making sure the crowd is intentive, you know what I'm saying, when, when, while you talk, and uh, how, to, how to basically try those things. Because, you know, you really can't with with stand up classes. My my goal is basically to help because you can't really necessarily teach stand up comedy. You know, you're either funny or not funny, but you can teach like the mechanics pretty much. You can teach the mechanics, and then if a person you know listens, they choose to listen. But ultimately, you got to kind of like get out there. You got to kind of get out there, put the reps in. I'm just sharing the things that I found out over the past five years of doing like like things that people I noticed newer people don't do like take the mic st- mic out the uh, stand and put it let me do you. a seminar on fundamentals <laughs> yeah just, I'm dead serious dead I'll serious. come in there do a do a little hour long presentation on fundamentals of stand up we, we get 45 minutes like we had Joey out there Joey came in and he, he did the networking part of it like social media and stuff like that showing people the importance of that mm-hmm. uh like each per- each special guest that we bring in, they b- like we'll definitely we bring them in. We'll definitely bring you in if you want to come in for real. My so, class would be uh, working, uh, making it work with what you have. Do a podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But I was I was trying to uh, m- making it work with what you have, mm-hmm. and then I was going to say uh, the art of of still being fat uh, while lacking the proper tools. <laughs> And play on my teeth. That was fucked up. Do pod- yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever, guys. I try and like I leave all the fuck ups in the episodes. Yeah, just to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Just to be like, look, if I want you to become like a fan of either me or my brand, what was you doing? Mm-hmm. I, like, if I give you the authentic me, 
yeah. then you'll know what to expect. Exactly. And, and that's that's kind of one of the aspects that I talk about with the character development thing. Like, you know, transparency. Like, like um, for instance, I got a guy in their classes, you, you know, Josh. Uh, Josh Renner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Josh Renner. And, uh, Chris Screever, minor support. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> it just blew my mind a little bit. Oh, shit. Yeah. But, um, no, yeah, so Josh grew up in, like, a uh, more racist house, uh, household and kind of wanted to break away from now. Now he has a black girlfriend and things like that. You know, like, uh, there's more to that story, obviously. I'm sure but, there's a lot more. <laughs> but, but like, I, first off, I didn't know that, and then actually put some pieces together of things I was... Yeah, already but, thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, That's so, interesting. So, like, just helping them build, all right, that character. Like, all right, what made you want to break away from the customs that you learned all your life? You know what I mean? Because that, that ultimately, to me, usually is the funniest shit. Like, yeah, you can make up a joke that's funny because, you, you mm-hmm. know, it, of the irony or the timings of it. But usually some real-life shit is what really gets people because it's like, yo, I, f- I felt that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like my dad best. was racist too. Yeah. Ah, I get it. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you what my racist dad said. You know, and then and it doesn't even have to be on just the white part of it because, you know, black people have racist family members too. But it's not, you can't really say, I don't know. There's a whole argument on that, but we're not going to get into that. Just know that. Some uh, in, in the more woke communities would say, it's impossible to be for, a race, for a black, black person to be racist. To be racist. Uh-huh. That's why I said I'm not going to uh, get into that. Yeah, We're going to, whatever. That motherfucker is a little bit prejudiced. Just, throw, just throwing my PC credits in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to throw, throw it in there too. But shut the fuck up. You know how racist <laughs> that motherfucker is. Like, I have a couple family members that will white motherfucker everything in this bitch. And they just, <laughs> every every other second, like, and everything is, is a, 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 a blaming towards them. And, you know, it's part of you as a black person want to be like, oh, okay, you know, I understand because of heritage. But now there are times it's like, no, you just met this guy. Like, you just, you, he said hi to you. Why does he, why are you angry at him? <laughs> Motherfucker, keep talking to me. I'm like, well, I mean, that's kind of what humans do to communicate. But, like, <laughs> you know. All right, one, one more piece credit in here because I don't need to explain this to you but a lifetime of systematic oppression could cause people to react in a negative manner towards, yeah, the, yeah, of towards their oppressors um, yeah. I wouldn't love my abuser either but off of that how often is your class once a week once a month it's, what are we doing yeah, it's every Tuesday and then you know so every Tuesday we go it's from 5 no it's, yeah, it's from 5.30 to 7.30. And um, what's it called? We go in there. We, we do our thing. Uh, Sam does the improv uh, and character. No, no. She does the improv and, and uh, damn it. I need to start smoking for I come with these things. <laughs> uh, she does the improv and uh, what's it called? What is it? Crowd work. Crowd work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Couldn't get it out my dome piece. But I got it out now. And, you know, that, that aspect is important, too, because I, I notice a lot of comics can't do that, especially in the scene. They can't go off of their script. If they go off their script, they're, you know, it's, it fucks them up. But there's going to be times where the script is just not working, and you have to choose either keep going with the script and hate your life afterwards or, you know, switch it up, play with the crowd, see what's going on, interact with them. Because as you interact with them, it, it becomes, like, uh, it becomes more enjoyable for certain crowds. I know for black crowds, I like the uh, crowd work as soon as I get in there. Like, before, I, I won't even tell them jokes until I get them. Because, like, with black people, uh, what I've noticed is that it's more of a 
Shut up. Show me you funny. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, prove you, prove you to me you're funny. funny. Yeah. Let me see that you funny, nigga. Like, let me see something. Say something funny. You know what I'm saying? So so from that point, you had to kind of like bullshit with them and let them know like, oh, yeah, I am funny. And then they'll be like, okay, this nigga funny. Let me see what he talking about. You know what I'm saying? And then you, <laughs> and then now you can you, you can go into your jokes and, and, and say other things. You know what I mean? The script. They're, they're more intuitive into listening to it. Because at first, a lot of times, they are not ready just to listen to just flat out jokes. We've all been there. Yeah. MC Auto Detailing is a home-based detailing company located in Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. At MC Auto, we take care of all of your detailing needs from a basic hand wash to a complete makeover of your vehicle. Busy schedule? MC Auto is also mobile. You can get your vehicle detailed in the comfort of your own home. With a five-star rating on Google, we treat your vehicle as if it was our own. For a free quote, and more information, contact MC Auto on Facebook and Instagram at MC Auto Detailing LLC or call 724-462-4863. MC Auto Detailing. Who doesn't like a clean car? We've all been there. Done some rough rooms before. Um, this is a real good time, though, to promo yourself real quick. Okay. You know, shout out your social medias, um, where they can find you, if they're interested in the class, anything like that. Okay. First, you can find me on Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, I'm not on Twitter. Facebook, all that. You can find me everywhere. Izzy for real. Just type in Izzy for real. And, you know, don't don't listen to people and find my regular page, though, because, you know, that's for family and shit. So just f- type in Izzy, I-Z-Z-Y, number four, and then R-E-A-L. And then I have my, I have a grand opening, and I I mean on the fifteenth, guys. I have my own building, you know, where we can throw events. If you if you want to throw your own show, like I was, I got a place for those type of people. You know, come throw your own show, do what you want to do. Um, just rent the venue out, and now it's you know. Good good segue. Thing. Tell tell us more about this venue. You recently acquired this. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> my goal was to bring things out to my side of town because I'm from the Mon Valley region of Pittsburgh which is just now coming to me that Pittsburghians don't consider it Pittsburgh but I'm like everything out there is technically Pittsburgh two things uh did not know that you were from the Mon Valley you didn't uh no but the second thing is now everything makes complete fucking sense oh why is that you Mon Valley guys or something else yeah we're different but <laughs> they're very we're different creatures. But. I hate to sound like a real Pittsburgh guy, but them from the Mon Valley a little different, huh? Yeah, no, well, definitely not, and things like that. I don't know how to talk. That's probably yeah, why I don't we don't. Know. I don't yeah. like the Pittsburgh accent. Either. Yeah, that's, that's probably why we don't get that. I don't know because when, when I hear it, it's so funny to me. Like Stooch, I love the way Stooch talks because it's like a hundred percent Pittsburgh. He was like Andy Stuchel. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Got to hear how he talks. It's, it's hilarious. But uh, what's it called? No, yeah, Mon Valley region. Kennywood's out there. Sandcastle's out there. The waterfront is out there. Most of the the, the some of the better malls. Well, one of the better malls. One of the better. Which malls. which Monroeville mall? mall was a very good mall. Did you just say shooting. was? Yeah, they were oh, shooting. Okay, what about but Century Three? Century Three also was that, was. It's gone now. I understand. Rest in peace, Century I, I, 3. Yeah, it's gone now. Rest in peace anybody going to Monroeville Mall. It, it doesn't matter. We go there. It's okay. It's only like I a, guess a desperate times, man. No, no. Desperate times. It's 10 minutes away. You, you guys, see me in Monroeville Mall. Things have gone drastically wrong for me. You know what? <laughs> just, just walk up to me and check on me. Yeah. See how things are going. 
Like, you all right, Johnny? You're not going to blow this bitch up, are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, and then, but, but still, Kenny Wood and Sandcastle, say something about them. Kenny Wood and Sandcastle. Uh, Kenny Wood's expensive and overrated for what it is. And everybody still comes. And I've, I, you know what? I drove to Cedar Point this year instead of going to Sandcastle. Uh-huh. Uh, or instead of going to uh, Kennywood. Uh-huh. Much better decision. Kennywood sucks. It doesn't matter. It's only Pittsburgh sucks yeah, altogether. Yeah. But you know, I, I mean, I don't Pittsburgh. I love you. I love uh, Pittsburgh. But as Kennywood, well, but, you know, get your sucks. shit together. Yeah, they do. And then like it, it but Kennywood lost his attraction towards me for a long time ago. Once they took out the log jammer, it was all downhill from there. Yeah, but it was we when you live by Kennywood and you can hear the screams from like your backyard type shit. Like so, you kind of get sick of Kennywood. I got to make uh, my own screams, but. Yeah. That's why I got in trouble before. Um, <laughs> so performance space, you said you have uh, studio space in there as well? Yeah. So like, um, before we got sidetracked on the Mon Valley part of it, <laughs> I wanted to bring something out to the Mon Valley like art-wise. Because, yeah, you come out there for those things, those attractions. But there's no, when I want to go do comedy or when I want to go do anything art- artistic, I have to go out to the city. So and I, don't, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go downtown or you know, mm-hmm. East Liberty or wherever else the mics are, Oakland and things like that, just to do stand-up. And, and then there's a lot of people in the Mon Valley that just are funny. I think are like drop-dead funny. If if they got the mic and learned how to do it, would be extremely funny, like top dogs type thing. So just wanted to bring something out for people to do. And then there is, so like the upstairs space is like a venue area. It's like we just built a stage. Um, we just built a stage for people to, uh, you know, perform on it. Do you have a rough estimate of the room capacity? Might be able to fit. Uh, it depends on how how packed you want to get it in that bitch. You know, like you can you can get comfortably. I would say like seventy people. Oh, that's Com- not bad at all. Yeah, that like com- it's like the upstairs stage at uh, arcade. Yeah, it's it's it's, okay. it's 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 a nice little comfortable light area. Um, if you wanted to do it like that, if you want to jam pack people in there, because we're gonna do that, they're gonna have a Halloween party. Shout out to the college kids that we linked up with, we're having a Halloween party, and it's gonna pop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and um, then downstairs is like a studio area where like I'm gonna open up for artists that like record music or podcasts and things like that. Remind me after we get off air, because there's something I wanted to discuss with you uh, about a musical project. Let's do it. But uh, I want I want to talk with you about that later. But uh, so this venue, are you gonna have uh, like an open mic situation there as well? I mean, I'm I might, you know, okay, it, it, because because it's like a venue space and not a bar. Mm-hmm. It, it would probably be harder to do a mic there because you know. I'm assuming shows are BYOB. Uh yeah, yeah. Quote unquote, yeah. You're not supposed to say the quote unquote. What if the feds is listening? They just bought Facebook. No, they're watching. They seen your little monkey bow toys. It's a monkey. He has his own. <laughs> he has his own mind. And he does what he wants. I, I mean, see, I have nothing to do okay. with this monkey. So that type of venue, mm-hmm. you have a recording space that will be available for usage as well. Yes. So that's like in a in a downstairs area. There's a separate little door that you can go through, so you don't have to mess with events or or, or things like that. You just go downstairs. Like it's okay. Loose. It's like, and they're both, you don't have to go to the back of the building or anything like that. It's like studio doors like right here, and for people at home, it's like at a like 45-degree angle from the front door. So, you know, just go down. There you go. For our Audible listeners. Yeah. Um, I attend to everybody, baby. So what's next for Izzy then? Um, Right now, just like 
trying to. All right. So first, I have to grab the bull that I'm on right now. Meaning, like, I have to get a hold of everything that I'm doing right now and perfect it, and then get it running stably. And then from that point, just expanding. You know, expanding on on onto different avenues. Like, I have a contract with one of the uh, bars that I throw shows at to probably stop. I do that every last Sunday of the month. Um, which is pretty cool. I can put on my, you know, my guys or anybody else in the scene, just keep, you know, r- rotating them, put them on, put them on. And then um, also tonight, guys, if you're listening, I don't know when this is going to air. It'll be out uh, either tonight or tomorrow. All right. Well, you missed it. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, today is a show at the Willow Station. Willow Station is, you know, where we throw that mic. Uh, Over in Joey, Castle Shannon. Yeah, where Joey throws the mic uh, on Tuesdays. So, yeah, that's going to be dope. And then if hopefully if that goes well, I can start having, because that's on the second Tuesday, uh, Sunday. I'll have that the fir- uh, last Sunday, that on the second Sunday, and then try to get a little other bars that I could do on the first the first and the third, and then I got a show every every uh, week of the month, you know what I mean? And that, that goes along with now I have my, my venue that's booked, and I, I got people that's working with me right now that I interviewed and stuff, so that my venue is packed and, and, you know, making money and doing what it's doing. And then, you know, trying to, the hardest part right now is maybe, like, the studio area because – uh, <laughs> Preaching in the choir. <laughs> yeah, that's that might be the studio area. Studio area is a little bit harder because I'm not. I, I can rap. Believe me, me. Mm, pitcher. Yeah. Wait, wait. Oh, he was he was backwards. <laughs> Had to take a picture with the monkey, like we were together. You ever see we guys put the finger next to each other? Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I've heard you on some music uh, before. Yeah, I got some bars. And uh, take this as a compliment, okay? Because uh, I think you're funny, but I think you're a better musician than you are a comic. I heard that. I heard that before. Somebody, I think it was Joey. Joey told me that. I got some bars, man. That's why I don't call myself a comic anymore. I'm an artist. I just do art. Because I feel like I can act as well. You're, you're moving more towards the realm of Izzy the Entertainer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm just, you know, once I get my, my social media things going on, I feel like that'd be cool. But I really just needed the money. Because, like, there's a lot of stuff that you want to do in life. And then the m- number one thing that stops you is money. Yeah, finance. <laughs> equipment, studio equipment, yeah. like, isn't cheap. Yeah, no, not at all. So it was the, either that, it was either just, you know, try to create a whole bunch of hustles at once or sell drugs. And I sold candy, and I seen how that turned out. I do not want to call my mom <laughs> again and be like, hey, mom, I was in possession of contraband again. And uh, how the hell are you get in trouble for selling candy again? No, nah, mom, this time it was crack. Is he's out here selling black market Viagra? Yeah, man. Keep your dick for, for nine hours safely. <laughs> Now, safely yeah safely and then on the ninth hour it explodes i'm just yeah but for <laughs> for those first nine hours you were just safely pounding the shits there we go another episode where we uh thoroughly talk about penises penis um izzy before we Pause. get out of here i'm gonna just ask you to promo yourself one more time for the people mm-hmm. uh let them know where they can find you to see comedy where they can rent your venue where they mm-hmm. can look you up online all right, so there's a couple things I'm going to plug real fast. Okay, so first off, plugs uh, Kind Heart Media, by take, the way. Take your time. Mm-hmm. Just make sure you get it out clearly. Okay, so plugs Kind Heart 
Media. Kind Heart Media. They my first sponsor, guys. Yeah, I got I got a sponsor. Right? Is there a clap button? We're, God damn it, Todd! Hit a clap button. This <laughs> makes it feel makes me feel good about myself. Uh, yeah, they're my first sponsor. It's a legal cannabis uh, company. You know what I'm saying? So they uh, produce cannabis things and talk about can. They got like a media uh, platform that they talk about. I cannabis. mentioned this before. I'm trying to get a uh, some type of cannabis sponsor, dude. I just uh, I did a little Pittsburgh cannabis uh, festival yesterday. And it, I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, I was vending for it. I, w- I wanted to perform, and what's it called? They were like, "Oh yeah," because I just like got. They just started sponsoring me like literally like a, like a month ago. So like I didn't have enough time to be like, "Oh yeah, hurry up, put me in there." So, but they were like, "No, you can do a vending thing and then where you can you know promote your your product because they're gonna I'm having like a Izzy for real CBD line. It's not gonna be THC because we're still in PA where it's not legal, but it'd be CBD and all that other stuff that like Delta Eight and shit like that, which is pretty cool, you know. Yeah. Shout out to CBD and Delta Eight. There's also some Delta Ten out there. Yeah. I'm a real big fan of Delta Nine. But I understand. Isn't Delta nine THC? Yes. Okay. I know because I was I was reading up on some of this shit. My bad. I, my knees. I got long knees. But um, yeah, I was reading up on some of this shit. I'm like, oh, cool. So that's what this shit is called. Anything? I got like a weed molecule, like the little molecule little necklace or some shit like that from there. But yeah, I have the shout out them. Um, it, you look them up. I don't. You can see a lady named Carol Black. She's a she's a, a dope lady. Um, Boom. Double meaning. Yeah, bam. She's dope. And then um, I also have my venue. That's 812 McClure Street in Homestead, PA. So if you guys want to find how to book out there, find me. And it's on my sites. I don't know the website by heart because I have some people set that up because I know I'm not good at it. Um, <laughs> yeah, pay people set that up. And then then also my classes, that's in uh, – that's in Level Up Studios. That's out in Bloomfield, East Liberty area. Um, everything will be posted on my social media. So if you follow me on social media, I post it constantly. I post at certain times just so I can, you know, keep a schedule because I hate my phone. I hate my phone. I hate the internet and all that other crap. Um, and then on top of that, what else is there? Hmm. I have a huge dick, guys. I want to promote that. Wow. <laughs> and just want to let everybody know, like, yeah. I got dickalicious <laughs> everywhere, and oh boy, it, it makes me feel good about myself. Izzy, this is the point in the episode. Oh God, uh, where I ask people for a piece of advice for the listeners. Doesn't have to be about entrepreneurship or stand up. Please don't make it about your penis. But what advice would you give to the people out there <clears> listening? I don't know. You gave me a car ball when you told me to take my penis out of it. Uh. <laughs> I would say to continue to work. Um, no matter what it is in life, you can't you whatever you want to obtain in life, whatever you want to want to be or want to get, you got to work for it. it. Depending on what type of amount of time or whatever that you have to you have to put into work. Like a doctor goes to school for eight years. You understand? Like so, that's eight years of constantly waking up taking exams and blah 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 wooty woop so they work they they have to get to get where they wanted to go just to even be a beginner at being a doctor they didn't even be a become a doctor yet and go through the trials and tribulations of actual 
being a doctor and making those mistakes and making those accomplishments. But just to get there, it took that eight years. You know what I mean? So continue to work. The work pays off. Everybody wants things, so they want instant gratification. Don't look for instant gratification. Just keep pushing. It can help. help. Working for real helps me go through, like, depression and all that. Because, like, if you're up and you're moving and you're doing what you have to do and you're doing something that you want to do, in life, do what you want to do. Screw this. The world's going to end anyway. But <laughs> do what you want to do and work hard at it. Because if you, if you do it, you can t- obtain it. You can get it. And there's nothing that really can stop you. So, yeah, that would be my piece of advice. Just keep working. It can get you. It can, and a body at rest stays at rest. The body in motion stays in motion. Wise words. Uh, some of the best advice we've gotten in here in a while, actually. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you for sharing. Well, Izzy, um, you guys heard it. He's got a lot going on. Uh, only way from here is up. You know, still steadily growing, working, moving, and improving. He's got a scoot with him. Scoot. So hopefully that ends very soon. Uh, other than that, man, um, thank you so much for coming on. Anything else you want to get out to the people? Anything you feel like they should know? I have a boner right now. And I really want to show you guys, but I don't, I don't know if that's still on like a Louis C.K. type time. So I'm not, but just think about that. I'm going to stand in solidarity and say that I am also (laughs) rock hard uh, because of Todd's new haircut. My producer, I walked in, immediately stood at attention, and it's been... Uh, That might be what it is. You you can play fucking ring toss, is he? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm just looking. I'm like, his head looks like a penis. I have a penis boner. It's the same thing. All right. (laughs) Well... This episode ended as a shit show, but Izzy, again, genuinely thank you for coming on. Thanks uh, for having me, dude. Um, no, pleasure. Uh, I've been wanting to be on this for a while. I was like, oh, man. From from talking to you and knowing you in, in a comedy world, it's just so fascinating to see you, and obviously you're talking about your dick, but like getting more serious answers out of you and like your 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 advice for people was much more sound than I was expecting. <laughs> well, thanks. It, it's it's sometimes hard to get like a straight answer out of you, but like no, thank you so much for being. Um, this is probably the most sober I've been in a while, though. So, yeah. Well, that's your fault, sir. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got a book bag. You don't see my headband, baby. It's not gonna be long. <laughs> Izzy, I'm a, thank you. Uh, I'm a king relapser. What do you? Hold on. What do you mean? Re- like, are you trying to stay sober from marijuana and then you relapse? Yeah, every day. I'm a very sick man, Izzy. <laughs> I'm a very sick man. I had to get my card. I need my medication every day. I can't miss it. Um, relapsing. That's like that's like saying I'm relapsing on amoxicillin. It's good for you. Yeah. Well, amoxicillin just randomly is not good for you, but it, it helps. Yeah. I'm, vitamin I'm, C. THC is vitamin C. I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna relapse on purpose. You know. So I guess that's good. All right, guys, until next time, uh, peace and love, y'all. Peace.